Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week, we will be wrapping up our conversation on living a life of significance in the areas that matter most. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are capturing his sense of purpose through his podcast. Evan also shared what he felt that he knew he needed to transform his identity to move forward in his life. He also told stories of his marriage and what it is about the relationship that allowed him to grow and evolve and change in so many different ways. Evan discusses his real estate business and how it fits his identity, purpose, and mission. And last but not least, he talked about his recommendations for personal development. And in this episode, we will be covering loving oneself in the process of change, his personal experience on getting therapy and how grateful he is for it, the legacy he wants to leave in this world, and what it means to accept Jesus Christ. Well, let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. And then on top of that, um, it seems like you have a real gift in understanding how to love yourself in the process of change. What can you say about about how to involve that into what we just did? You know, the biggest thing when it comes to loving yourself is to realize, I think, I think for me, that it was about the journey and not the destination because my focus was so much on being arrived and having and being accomplished that it made it very difficult for me to be present, which was in part a part of the anxiety that I've struggled with for years of my life. So earlier this year, I went to see the, a doctor because, you know, when I lost 30 pounds, I, I lost it relatively quick and it scared the snot out of me. It's like, something's wrong. And no, no, maybe a little high cholesterol, but I'm pretty healthy. Uh, they did blood work. They, they did a lot of tests and they even did a um, psychological test. And what it came back was that I had anxiety and mild depression. And I was like, what? I'm not depressed. You know, I, I don't have thoughts of suicide or you know, I feel fairly optimistic. And then they're like, well, depression is actually, you know, anxiousness. It's uh, anger. It's mm-hmm. frustration. Um, it can it can sometimes make you feel physically sick. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's, that's me right here, right here. And the doctor prescribed me meds. And, or let me phrase that. He wanted to prescribe me medication. It was the first time I met him. And I was like, Hey, is this a mind thing? Or is this like a chemical imbalance? He goes, I don't know. But, uh, this, here, this will make you feel better. And I was like, I, Gosh, I, I hate that about our system. Yeah, I do too. I was like, I appreciate it, but, um, I'm not going to do that. He's like, okay, well, just come back if you want it. And so then I went, I decided to go get therapy. Perfect. And it helped a lot. It helped. It was one of the best decisions I made this year. Um, Beautiful. And it just 
it tremendously helped me. You know, I still occasionally get anxiety, but not like I was before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost debilitating some days, but it's all because I realized that I was, I was trying to live in a future that didn't exist while I was missing out on the present and not being able to enjoy the present. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I just, I, last weekend I was at a, a really cool event where it was like a yoga and dance and like healthy lifestyle thing. And like, it was the first like community oriented thing I've done since COVID happened. We had camping involved with it. And I had a tent mate that I had barely known at all. And we're like laying there talking about um, kind of what's going on in his life. And we're talking about therapy and I'm like sharing about how like therapy changed my life at these two different points in my life. And I just did pre-marital pre-marriage counseling and he's just like he'd had he had a lot of people I think share his thoughts on therapy is like you don't really go to therapy unless you have something really wrong or broken about you and there's a lot of stigma about it but just having that person that's like asking you just like you did to me asking you those questions to unveil the truth in yourself they're not like prescribing you truths about yourself there's asking things that open up a dialogue to where your heart starts to speak and you realize, oh, this is actually what's going on. I'm not being present enough. I'm going to find ways to challenge myself to be present. And I have an accountability partner to go share that with next week when I meet with her. It's, it's a beautiful thing to do, to do therapy. Oh, it was. It changed my life. I was so grateful for it. And regarding the stigma, you know, I, I get that there is a stigma or was a stigma. But, you know, I just got to the point where I just became desperate. And the pain hurt enough to, to go get it. Um, plus, I had money finally <laughs> like, <laughs> to, to get therapy. And so for me, it just it, it was a relief. And, you know, I am a huge believer in learning from your failures. Mm. Like, I learn more from my failures than I do my successes which is one reason why I really despise the real estate course I'm taking right now. Cause if you miss stuff, it doesn't tell you what it is. It just says, Hey, you didn't pass this small little quiz. You're gonna have to retake it. Like, let me know what I missed. So I know what to study. Wow. You learn more from your failures, but sometimes you don't know what your failures are until they're pointed out. Mm-hmm. And so for me, therapy helped show me the areas in life where I mentally was thinking inappropriately um, about, you know, not being present, about letting things trigger me. You know, I had a very unhealthy fear of death and illness. You know, I had in the last 12 years, I've had one person in my life die approximately each year that was close to me over 12 years. I read about that. That's yeah. crazy. And it's, crazy. it's painful. It is painful. When you lose so many people that you love, but it created in me a fear of death and a fear of poor health. And so what happened is I was living in this fake idea of the future where I was dead, where I was afraid of it. And what ended up happening is 
because I was living in an, in a, a reality that had not happened, I somehow started mourning and grieving my own death that didn't occur. Wow. Which then did not allow me to live presently, which in, sen- in a sense was was becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy Yeah, because I wasn't living presently. And the point of life is to live. But I couldn't get out of my own way because I was afraid of death. And at the end of the day, when I realized I I was grieving something that didn't happen, I realized just how stupid I was being. And then it was an immediate switch. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's there's things that take a little bit longer to go through, but for me, I, it was something I was able to immediately switch once I realized because I'd already been on that journey for over ten years, and I've been looking for healing in that area. And the other thing too is like it's not it wasn't just death; it was that I wasn't trusting God either. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't trusting God with my family. I wasn't trusting God with what would happen without me. Mm. But God loves my family more than I do, and I realized He would take care of them, and it helps that I have an amazing life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, man, these are some real things that you're thinking about. I, I get it. I mean, I don't understand exactly your issues, but I understand like the whole concept of you have these wrong limiting fake beliefs that are not really yours but they've kind of seeped into your identity you carry and you're living in all these unconscious ways and we all have this going on like this is so much about what my podcast is about is how to help elevate people into their sense of purpose and once you're unlocking that purpose then you can get rid of all this clutter and you can begin to ask yourself these types of questions and then you can get on that journey to fulfilling your potential here. Uh, you know, what your destiny is meant to be and how you're meant to serve God and what those gifts are that you have in your heart that, you know, are better than everyone else's gifts and how you can love people unconditionally and not be torn down by fear and jealousy and greed and bitterness and hatred and all these things. Like so much of it, I think, revolves around having a sense of purpose. And a lot of depression, in my understanding, is having a lack of like, will or drive to to embrace you know and feel alive in in the present moment um feeling engaged with purpose right and that that was mine too until that that was mine too until i realized depression is also a completely other coin too you know because there was this part of depression that i had that i didn't realize was depression and so it wasn't until i came to that understanding and start working on that, that recovery happened. Mm -hmm. And I just, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until someone points it out. That's why I want people pointing at me all the time. (laughs) Well, what's the other side of the coin to depression? How would you quickly define that? So the other side, like, so for me, it was frustration. It was anger. It was anxiety. You know, it wasn't hopelessness. It wasn't a lack of motivation. Right. Um, It was wrong mindsets. You know, there was, there were specific triggers, Um, and so there's things that, that are depression, but aren't as woe as me or a lack of motivation. Cause I'm a very motivated individual. I'm very goal oriented. And so I, you know, I just kind of lumped in depression as that category, not anger, not frustration, not, 
Um, right, right. Oh, oh, one of the other things was constantly thinking about death, which I had. Uh, the other thing was not being able to sleep, which I struggled with. And the other thing was being fidgety and always having to fidget. That's something I, that was me. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, here are these other things of depression that I didn't know. And so then I learned and then I worked on them. Uh, and I'm not perfect. I, let's make that clear. I'm, I'm not like I'm 100% recovered. Yay. No, it's, it's probably just going to be something that I work on with the rest of my life. Right. And just learning how to, how to deal with it and, and to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a one and done thing, but there are going to be attacks every single day of our lives and learning how, learning how to, uh, overcome it. I saw this meme yesterday. It was amazing. It's on a roller coaster and they're coming down like that first big drop. Mm-hmm. And it, they take, they took a picture of the people on it and every single person is like, has this crazy look on their face, like screaming, ah, you know, hands up. <laughs> and then there's this guy just in the middle, just like cool, calm, collected with just this nonchalant look like this doesn't bother me. Like just, completely collected and it said everybody acting like you know they're freaked out in 2020 but you've been through real crap in your life for the majority of it this doesn't bother you (laughs) and i was like hey i get it you know you can have peace in the middle of the storm you can have peace in chaos you know here's the perfect example jesus slept in a boat with the disciples in the middle of a storm. And the disciples were afraid that their ship was going to sink because of how bad the storm was. And then they went to Jesus and they said, Lord, don't you care that we're about to die? He gets up, he rebukes them and says, oh, ye of little faith. And then he calms the storm. And they're like, oh my gosh, he calmed the storm. They had the physical manifestation of Jesus Christ with them and they did not have peace. Wow. In the middle of their circumstances, think about that. They, they weren't peaceful. Now, let's rewind it a couple thousand years to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, who were th- three guys um, in the Old Testament. And King Nebuchadnezzar built a statue of gold of himself and said, hey, everybody bow down and worship this. What well, was very apparent that they didn't bow down because they were the only three standing And then the king got furious and said, bow down or I'm going to throw you in the fire. And they said, no, bow down or we're going to throw you in the fire. No. And then the king got so angry that he had this furnace heated seven times hotter than the original temperature set to burn people alive. And he gave him one last chance, bow down or we're going to throw you in the fire. And he goes, king, we will never bow down. Just so you know, the Lord, our God will protect us. And even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. Think about how big of a slap in the face and an insult that is to the king. They had enough peace to being thrown into a furnace seven times hotter than the normal furnace burn rate to burn people alive. They did not have Jesus physically with them, but they had enough peace that they were willing to go through. The furnace was so hot that the guards that threw them in the furnace died from the heat. Wow. And when they were walking around, then Jesus appeared. 
Well, it, they say angel who looks like the son of man, which is a representation of Jesus. So think about this. Two situations, the boat and the disciples where Jesus was physically with them and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego both had circumstances that they could not control. But yet one was peaceful and they didn't have the manifestation presence of Jesus and one had Jesus and they weren't peaceful. So this is what I realized. Peace does not, true peace is not in spite of circumstances. True peace is despite circumstances. Mm. And so a lot of people are like, oh, it's crazy in my life. I don't have a lot of peace right now internally because of everything. Well, that's not real. You know, right now things are going really well in my life. This isn't, you know, this is authentic peace. Authentic peace is when my life is feeling terrible around me, but I can be okay internally. And that's what Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego had. They had peace despite their circumstances. The disciples did not have peace, even though they had the physical manifestation of Jesus. And so peace is in spite of circumstances. So Yeah. Wow. I love that story. So the last thing I wanted to talk about um, was your was your sense of legacy. Um, you had you said that you have a very simple legacy. It's only for your family and nothing else that you do. Tell, tell me more about this idea. Oh yeah. So I had a TV show called Lasting Legacies here locally, where I interviewed people around the community who were well known and what it means to leave a legacy and. I learned a lot from that. And then I realized that, you know, there's this idea of success that we all have. You know, you're successful if you have X amount of dollars, if your life looks this way, if you have the extra house or the boat or the nice car, you know. And I always felt anxious because I didn't have that. I, I wanted it. But it put my stuff on material possessions. And then I realized like, What's my definition of success? What's my definition of legacy? What would make me successful? And I realized, I had to ask myself, well, what's most important in my life? Well, what's most important in my life is that all my children grow up to believe in God and to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and not turn their back and that they can be men of valor in the face of adversity that that if they were given the option of life without Christ and a rejection of him or holding on to Christ and being a martyr that they would be the martyr yeah so for me true success in life is that my kids have salvation and that's something i can't give them that's what I can't do. I can train them. I can teach them. But it's ultimately up to them. And assuming they all accept Jesus Christ, that is my definition of success. And that will make me far more grateful, far more happier, because that is an eternal reward that cannot be taken from them. Because all this stuff will go away. But that, Can you briefly say what it means to you to accept Jesus Christ? What does that mean? 
uh, re-ask, re- rephrase that question for me. Uh, I'm just asking from a perspective of people that are still like on the fence about Christianity or, or, or just are mildly interested or, or haven't even been aware of it. It's like, what does it mean to accept Jesus Christ? Okay, so I'm going to answer this with two ways. A lot of Christians and a lot of people say, well, Christianity to me means this. While there might be some good stuff in it, I don't care, and you shouldn't care what Christianity means to me, because I am a man, and I am flawed, and I sin. And if you base your beliefs off of what I believe, my feelings, my emotions, you will be led astray. So Christianity and the belief of Jesus is solely on biblical principles Mm -hmm. and to base it on God's word, not based off of Evan Herman and my life. There, there are lessons, there are lives, or sorry, there are lessons from my life that I can share that people can learn from. I can share what Jesus has done for my life. But at the end of the day, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died on the cross and rose again. He died for our sins. He overcame death. And no man can come to the father except through Jesus Christ. There's this idea that, you know, whatever religion you believe in, that's good for you. And that's how you'll get to heaven. No, it says no man can come to the father except through his son, Jesus. Why is Jesus more important than Buddha, than Allah, than Hinduism? Because no other God, no other deity died for the salvation and the sin of man. We are morally corrupt and bankrupt individual. I am not a good person. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as goodness in man. We are sin. We are evil. But I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ who knew no sin and became sin for us all. And because I believe in Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, I am saved. But here's the key. A lot of people say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, and it's fire insurance, so they don't go to hell. That's, that's not it. Making Jesus the Lord of your life to allow his work, to allow his word to transform our lives. That is what Christianity is about. Is there grace? 100%. 100%. Does that mean I have to be perfect to come to Christ? No. He accepts me in my flawed state. I don't have to remain in my flawed state. It's his grace that gives me the power to overcome my sin. Will that mean I live perfectly? No, I will never live perfectly. And we have to be very careful in this day and age because a lot of people are trying to rewrite what the Bible actually means. There's a lot of, how, how politically incorrect can I get? Oh, whatever you, whatever you feel. There's an idea right now that love is love. And as long as you accept love in the manner that you feel comfortable in, the way that you like, it's fine. And I want to talk about this difference. If, if you distort the views of the Bible 
you need to question whether or not you actually have salvation. Because when you start changing the Bible to make it say or believe or do what you want to believe, you're becoming your own God. And that is dangerous territory. I, I know plenty of men that struggle with homosexuality that believe it's a sin. But because they struggle with it, am I going to say they're going to hell? No, they know it's a sin. They've confessed their sin with their mouth and they are saved. But you take a person that says it's not sin, but they, yet they believe in Jesus, I think that person might be in danger because they're not submitting to the Lord. When it comes to salvation, it's about believing God, believing in the Bible, accepting Jesus Christ, and believing that his word is true. And even though we will never perfectly live up to it, we need to know that we are sinful. And the moment we stop thinking that our sin is sin, then we reject the work of the cross. And that's why, and I just use homosexuality as an example, but there are many areas of life that we can do that. You could do that with pornography and masturbation. Think it's not a sin. Well, that's adultery. The moment you start thinking that sin is not sin, you become in danger. But if you can recognize what your sin is and accept the grace of forgiveness, you will be saved. It, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you'll never struggle again. It doesn't mean that, oh, I stumbled, I'm going to hell. No, but know your sin and know where God redeemed you. That would be my answer. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all this. Is there anything more you wanted to add about your sense of legacy um, before we signed off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I. is it okay if I talk about my podcast for a second? Yeah, of course. So like I said, I started a podcast called The Whole Person Podcast. It's about faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. None of those areas am I arrived in. And I have guests that are really good in those areas. The show is a lot like they're the mentors and I'm the mentee, where I ask questions, they challenge me, they ask me questions, I get to learn and grow. I'm not perfected and I am not arrived. But in the podcast, I live open and vulnerably with my struggles and where I'm at in life. And then with the things that I've learned and I apply them and I share with my audience how I apply them how I'm growing, what's working, what didn't work in hopes that it gets to help build a bridge and an example of how other people can apply things that they hear from the podcast into their life. Because man, I tell you, Tanner, I've sent many messages, many speakers where, where they talk about stuff that they give great nuggets but there's this disconnect between where I am in my life and where the speaker is. And I don't get to see the journey. I don't get to see how they did it. And my whole hope is to be the bridge, to be the gap of, of taking that advice, applying it and growing. And so it's really documenting my journey 
for like-minded individuals that also want to grow in similar areas. Mm-hmm. And so for me, part of the legacy is doing that so that other people will have that opportunity to learn from my areas that I struggle with, that my sons, all three of them, will have something to, to listen to. Like, oh, okay, so, so this was kind of our dad. And, you know, this is what we're, I'm, right now I'm working with my five-year-old on emotional intelligence, EI. Perfect. And, and, you know, he's learning it. I'm teaching him the whole person concept, faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. So everything that I'm doing on the podcast, I'm, I'm implementing into my children. And I'm just living out openly in front of people. So that's currently my legacy. I'm sure it will grow and expand over time in other areas. But the most important part, and the only thing that matters to me, is whether or not my kids will be in heaven and get to see their savior. I, will, I, I, would, I would give everything I have to guarantee that. You know, before we sign off to Tanner, I just want to say, you got a great podcast, man, and you're a great host who asks a lot of questions. And so I just, I just want to give you kudos for, for your work in this and the people that listen to your show. You're doing a great job, man. And I just, I, I thoroughly enjoy everything that you're doing and, and the journey that you're on. So thank you so much for having me on and sticking it out for three years, continue to do the podcast, man. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I know that you're going to stick with it too. Like it takes a certain person, like it's much more than just like, a. am not one of these people that's trying to come be some internet influencer as quick as possible or whatever. Like I'm trying to, to do what you're doing. I'm trying to learn about faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, fun, wisdom, purpose, like passion. I, I really want to understand what this life's about. And uh, yeah. people like you help to peel back some of those layers, you know, of, of what it actually looks like, what it actually can look like, what it can feel like. And sometimes I feel super on the path and I am a person of purpose and sometimes I'm, I'm lost. Right. And it's these, these check-ins every couple of weeks interviewing someone like the way you do too. I definitely don't establish myself as an authority figure. Um, it's a, it's a check-in. It's a, an opportunity to come and take things like, like what you told me. The, my one thing is now to go time block and invite people to do a Bible study with me. That's going to be the big, biggest thing that kind of captures all of those six areas of life that you've mentioned, faith, family, finances, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been deeply impacted by that. And, I, and that's just the start domino for so many things that are going to come from that. Right. And it's beautiful you know, to have this type oh, of, sorry, go ahead. it's beautiful to have this kind of a, of a, of a podcast to get to meet people like you and, and line up those dominoes and have these check-ins and be vulnerable and talk about what's real. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Good, man. Well, I do too. And before I go one, one just thing that popped in my head, this might be for someone who's listening. Um, learn to create margin for your life. Yes. I'm learning this lesson a lot because, right because if you put too much on your plate, you'll, you'll not do anything well. Mm-hmm. And there are things by creating margin, 
you will set yourself up for success without getting burnt out. And I'll, let me just give you a quick small example. I love podcasting. My podcast has probably 30, 30 episodes in the pipeline waiting to come out. And I only drop one a week. So I could not record any more and I have 30 that will still come out. I did that on purpose when I started. It's because I knew at some point I'd probably want to take a break. And I just got done talking with my editor. I'm going to take a break from, from actually recording podcasts. My podcast will still go on. It will still, mm-hmm. we'll still market it. We're still going to do everything, but I'm going to take a break from recording because in a month from now, I'm going to have a third boy. I'm currently studying for my broker's test which takes a lot of time. There are a lot of things in my life that are requiring my attention. And if I try to spread myself out too thin, I'm not going to do any of it well. Yeah, I'm going to be stressed out and I'm going to be frustrated and get burnt out. But when you do something, learn how to create margin Perfect. so that you can give yourself a time. And then also, if you're picking something new up in your life, maybe you have to put some other stuff down. So for example, right now, I just talked with my wife this morning and said, hey, I'm actually going to have to probably stop volunteering at church right now just because we have so much going on in our life. Other than just showing up, I really don't want to do anything else. Wow. (laughs) And she's like, I think that's a good idea. Definitely want to echo that. Definitely. This word margin has come up in my world the last three weeks multiple times. And this is an area I struggle with. And I imagine you do too. It's like, So maybe that's for you then. (laughs) Thank you, man. Yeah, the margin is super important. Like right now we needed margin because we're 17 minutes over the time that we have in our Google calendars. And if I had something on my Google calendar at 1045, I'd be freaking out right now. But I have margin because I knew that after podcast episodes, I like to dig in and absorb and meditate on and go on a walk with myself and like integrate this wisdom into my life. And I've learned a lot from doing that. And it wasn't like that in the past. Um, and then there is, I don't have the margin I need. So totally margin is, is, is the key right now. Absolutely, man. Well, with respect to the fact that we're 17 minutes over on our Google calendar invite, um, let's go ahead and sign off. <laughs> um, I really, really appreciate talking with you, Evan. I think that you are very clearly a person of purpose. You have um, such a, a faith and knowingness Um, of your faith you have such a way of articulating your feelings your faith um, just your understanding of how this life works and you've been so authentic raw open vulnerable about how you're clearly not arrived you're not perfect you haven't made it you've struggled with all these you know sinful things that we all struggle with Um, I just really appreciate you bringing that kind of um, energy and attention today to to the show you bet and you know, we, we've been talking about the 10 life-changing lessons. We didn't go over them all, but if you want a copy of them, just go to the wholepersonpodcast.com. And on the homepage at, towards the very top, I'll say, hey, for these 10 life-changing lessons, put in your email and then um, it'll automatically be sent to you that way. So it's the wholepersonpodcast.com at the very homepage. And these... Uh, I got to say these lessons from amazing people changed my life and they'll probably change yours. Yeah. hundred percent. I just read them. I agree. Cool. 
Thank you so much, Adam. Awesome, Tanner. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. If you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast, bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. Join in longer form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 